0: Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCoursey here with Jaquan Heron. We'll be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Jaquan, what's up? Man, nothing much, man. Just
1: glad to be here. Casey Hometown. Love to talk about my business. So let's talk.
0: I'm ready to talk to you. Now, before we get into that, there's a couple things that I want to get out of the way. First off, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by FullScale.io. We can help you build a software development team quickly and affordably. You can also go check us out on the gram at the at Startup Hustle podcast page, and we're on YouTube, TikTok. Find us somewhere. Now, I, you know that I like it when you're interactive, so today's topic is comic book startups, and I want you to go to 2923comics.com, because we're going to talk all about that with Jaquan Heron, who is also known as Jay Allen. He is the CEO and creator at 2923comics, and the inventor of the Scarlet
1: Knight. Yes. Is all yeah. this true? Yes, that's who I am. Uh started the Scarlet Knight about a year ago. Um in November of last year. I was published, I was self published by that summer, man. And just You
0: gave me an episode once. You came out yeah. to the full scale suite. Yeah, Sure did. And hey, I you, checked it out. I yeah, read man. it. I read I, it up.
1: Self published. How you like it?
0: He's the defender of the neighborhood. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, man. He's yeah. he can take care of the hood. Yeah,
1: and that's based. I mean, that's pretty much based off my life. I mean, my high school mascot was the Scarlet Knight. Ah, I was wondering
0: where that came from. So, as we'll get started now, um, what can be interesting about today's episode is we can follow the kind of comic book storyline. Yeah. Um, so, every every hero or comic yeah. book character has a backstory. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. What's yours? So, um, the I can just pretty much tell you the premise of the comic book. So it's about two cousins. No, I want yours. Oh, I want,
0: I want, I want to know Jay Allen, Jay Allen's backstory. Okay, yes. man. Uh, yes. Okay. As an
1: entrepreneur
0: okay. and a comic book creator, what brought
1: you to, 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 to creating? Yeah, comic yeah, books. yeah. So, um, I was an actor at first. Um, I graduated from Missouri state university, health and wellness promotions degree, marketing degree. So, um, from there starting to get into acting and, started to realize I wanted to go to Los Angeles. So I went down to Los Angeles, met my mentor, Scott Brown, who pretty much told me how to write write content, got tired of knocking on doors and things like that. And that's how I ended up coming home and starting to write, like, you know, this little stuff, you know, creative writings and things like that. And that's when we came to the Scarlet Knight. The reason why I started to write the Scarlet Knight is because trying to do short films, which is what I did in the Kansas City area, trying to do short films and things like that, It wasn't moving fast enough for me, but I knew with the comic book, I can get it drawn up. I can get the storyline out there and I can get people to pay me to receive it rather than putting it on YouTube and hoping that people like it. So that's how we pretty much came to the Scarlet Knight. I started doing it. I put it out there and it started to do really well. Well, so... The
0: backstory is guy from Kansas City picks some of the most unlikely things to try to be successful at. Yes, pretty much. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, pretty much.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be realistic. Yeah. The, uh, and so my cousin, Michael, is an actor. Okay. And he has done a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. probably makes more of a living teaching people how to potentially be actors. Yes. And I, man, that's a tough way. To, that's a tough way to make a living yeah, uh, yeah because it's it's uh but at the same time i bet on many levels it prepares you for being an entrepreneur yeah because actors hear a hell of a lot of no yeah you hear it damn, and, and you want to talk about brutal feedback you're mm-hmm. too old you're too fat you don't mm-hmm. have enough hair yeah yeah stuff like you, that i yeah. mean and it's like a kind of a brutal reality yeah
1: hearing i had a twang in my voice i'm like i got a twang in my voice like yeah you have a twang in your voice I'm like i never noticed that but these are things that other people notice because they have to put you on screen. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. pretty much tell you, ah, oh, you're doing this a little bit differently. Or, and I was doing pretty well. I actually had had a lot of managers, I had a lot of agents. It just wasn't going where it need to go quickly. Uh, I'm a hustler, so I need to have ten toes down every day and making progression. I have. A lo- I always tell people I've
0: got a face made for radio. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's funny. <laughs> well, that's true. But and by the way, you can see that face made for radio at the and and Mr. Allen. Now that's your pen name. Yeah, that's my pen name, Jay Allen. But, but uh you can you can check us out. We're on we're on the YouTube. Our talking heads will be there. By the way, you can go to Scarlet underscore night twenty nine twenty-three on Instagram.
1: Yeah, check it out. And man. see some stuff. See see some stuff, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm more of a, um, I tailor my business more of like what a musician would, you know, Good. always re- always releasing content, always yeah. letting you know what I'm doing, always active, always moving. Um, a lot of my uh, fellow creators, um, I just think I'm kind of tailoring it a little bit different how I want to do things. I've been told I do things a little different, a little or- unorthodox, but I mean, it is what it is. Well,
0: I mean, that kind of comes with the territory of doing a lot of different things. So, all right. The comic book has been out, what, it's about 100 years?
1: Yeah, about, about, I mean, the, about the a year old, now.
0: The, what, but comic books in general. Oh, man, yeah, about 100 I mean, years. I mean, it's like the old Superman yeah. DC Comics or whatever. And yeah. it's... Uh, I think comic books, on some level, uh, well, I don't want to say peaked, but they were—you know—there was a lot more of them sold. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago, and now I think the comic book is uh, the characters have morphed into movie, cartoon, different yeah.
1: types of stuff like that. Yeah. So, and, and the community is a little bit against that now, man. The, like, people don't like the movies and and the things like that. They are—they want to get back to the comic books, the prints. Okay. Yeah.
0: So let's talk about that for a second. So now you've done – you did some different things and you decide that you want to have – I mean, coming out with your own comic book mm-hmm. and it's an independent type thing. I mean, yeah. that's a comic book startup. So what kind of stuff did you have to look at? What did you have to consider? What did you maybe not consider that was really important and so on? Like wh- wh- how do you do a comic book startup?
1: So oh man. So pretty much what you do is you got to write the story. Sure. You got to make sure you got a good idea. And the thing with me is, I know a lot of other creators. Sometimes they might ask, "How does this idea sound to you?" I didn't do that. I just kind of wrote what I liked and it started off as a dedication to my grandparents who passed away about 3 years ago. So this was my way of kind of giving the world the tips and trades, the morals, the ethics that they passed on to me. So wrote the story first off. I had got the story down, and then the next, you have to find the artist. So what I typically did is, um, and what typically, you know, some people, I wasn't in the industry at first. So what I did was a hashtag comic book artist on Instagram. And I went through thousands of artists, thousands of artists, found Peterson after like the 10th guy that I was interested in, but I like Peterson, Olivier, Shout sat out to Peterson. That's my, uh, that's my illustrator. And I just hit him up and like, out of all the people that I hit up, I said, Hey man, um, I got a comic book that I'm trying to get made. And He was like, "When you want to start," and that's when I knew, like, this is the guy I'm supposed to work with. They he didn't go into he didn't go to the finances. He didn't do he didn't do all that. I think I caught him at the right time in his career where he was ready to get something cracking, and it was just match made in heaven. But then I started to realize how much his fees were for lettering and coloring, and I was like, "Man, I can't afford that." That that would have been like a hundred. That would have been like one hundred seventy five dollars, close to one hundred seventy five. Like, man, I can't do that. Then I found my other guy who's in Indonesia, and he does my letters and my colors for $25. So rather than me paying $50 just for the coloring, he charges
0: me. When you say $50, are you talking per hour? per? No,
1: per page.
0: Okay, per page. Yeah, per page. Okay. So and- by the way, and so I want to compare this to some of the, the scenarios that many startup and different entrepreneurs face. Um, in the world of software, you often find a technical co-founder. Mm -hmm. so and that's you know me i i tell people i write checks not code yeah um so you know i function well when i have someone that's a technical co-founder that's like what kind of matt watson does with some of the stuff that we do but that's what you needed you had a story you Mm -hmm. you had something you wanted to push and you need to find the right partners to work with to do it yeah and Mm -hmm. uh uh, it's interesting that you identified that person quickly because that's not always the case no and there are a lot of things that Um, can come up like I mean so did that just feel right you mentioned like he's ready to go and you're like hey I get it like it was
1: organic bro sure like when I tell you how organic was like literally I just knew like this is the guy I was supposed to work with and then what sucked is that people were telling me not to work with him they was like oh man this is this is kind of what's going on out here this is the style that's going on out here this is what you should do but I was like, no, this is a guy that has a style that I want. I told him exactly what I needed, and he produced that. So this is yeah. who I'm going to work with. This is who I'm going to roll with. And it worked. You know, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid, as they would say. I didn't drink the Kool-Aid. I just kind of did what I wanted to do. And some people didn't like me for it. Some people didn't like my content for it, but it did well outside I can't
0: of imagine with comic books that you could ever produce something that would be universally liked anyway. Mm, so you're always no. going to have people that are going to complain about it something this doesn't look good or or, or yeah. the art could be better here i'm like man don't look, read it yeah i'm good <laughs> move I'm on good. move on to something different yeah
1: yeah i am good. I mean
0: that's always going to happen anything that's creative like he, so i worked in the music industry for almost a decade and mm-hmm. um and i got pretty used to that and i know a lot of you know still spend a lot of time with some well-known musicians and Um, With that, you know, they've Mm -hmm. learned to – the feedback is what it is. I mean, Mm -hmm. like you will never produce – as a creator, especially an artist, so musician or a painter or a comic book writer, any of that stuff, you will never produce something that everybody loves. It's just because people have different tastes. It's the same way with music. Like Mm -hmm. one person will be like, that's the worst song I've ever heard in my life. And then 10 other people will be like, it's brilliant. And it mm-hmm. just happens. Yeah. So, and, and so done, it sounds like you went ahead and rolled right through that.
1: I just did it. I just did it, man. I mean, I knew and I knew for I knew for a fact when I went to the or into the comic book industry that I didn't look like everybody there and I knew I had a different background than everybody there. So I was already getting ready for some of those. When some you of say
0: those. that difference, like, I mean, is that like is that I mean, is it like a whitewashed kind of industry? Oh, or? yeah. OK. Oh, yeah. Because th- when I picture comic books, I honestly I picture
1: kind of a bunch of white nerdy dudes. And like, it's a lot of
0: dope comic books black creators out here bro like yeah. it's
1: a lot of like dope black creators that are really out i would here. think so yeah. i wasn't
0: sure I, that's what i picture reading it i don't know about yeah. the creating of it
1: and just people in color in general like um
0: like do, my- do you want to know something interesting Go ahead. i used to work at a comic book store oh dang which one here it was dude i can't even remember what the name of it was it was in red bridge and, and, and it was only in business for like nine months. And I, oh, yeah. I knew the guy that opened it. and I would work there on Sundays. And this was in 1994. Oh, wow. A long
1: time, long ago. time ago. Yeah. But
0: yeah, I just basically just sat there and ranked stuff up when That's people it. came in um, and played pinball. And read, and read, bro. I did read yeah. some. And, and, you know, like I, I remember the, I used to read bloodshot.
1: I see you know what I gotta get. Out? To, yeah, I think they're about to have a movie with Vin Diesel coming out. I Maybe. Think, yeah, I think yeah. this Vin Diesel. So there was a
0: lot it. of different stuff, and you know there was a lot of and the, all the movies that are out now mm-hmm. weren't then. comic book movies. Yeah, but it was yeah it was interesting. So, um, and some of the people, man, they
1: were so serious about that stuff. I mean, they still are.
0: Yeah. Like, and it, I get it. It's being passionate. It never. It. I always found it interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was never really that that overly involved in mm. the commentary no nah, bro this get, i mean but it was but so here's the thing is like you imagine this like giant wall in a long you know store in a strip mall yeah and the whole wall was covered with you know just had different comic books and these things would come out and sometimes they'd sell sometimes they weren't but i bet we had 150 different titles yeah yeah and there were some people that came in like there were some weird stuff obscure I don't want to say your stuff's weird or obscure, but this is an independent book, mm-hmm. and there were people that would come in for some of those things, and they, you know, and that was part of what we did too. Is like, hey, man, that new edition yeah. came out, and just sit there and call some people, and some of the people come in, they buy the whole stack.
1: Yeah, they already and they already know yeah.
0: the release dates. They they're yeah, already yeah, yeah. ready for it. Well, this was in nineteen ninety four, in ninety mm-hmm. three, ninety four we didn't have the internet the way that we Mm, do now. So like technically we did, Mm -hmm. but I mean, dude, this was like 28 K dial up. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. And like, I mean, people, you weren't like, yeah. "Hang on, let me get out my phone." No have cell phones. No, stuff like that. So, but yeah, that was that was interesting. Okay, so back to the startup of this. So you find you find someone to illustrate, you find someone to color. You're doing these things within the constraints of your budget. Yeah. All right. Now you got
1: to produce these things, right? Yeah. yeah. How, how do you do that? So I tried to go through a publisher first. So no. I was sending sending my contact to publishers, and they were passing, and I was just like, "Dang!" So that was kind of like discouraging. I was just like, bro, I was talking to different – you always got to get you a mentor. You always got to get you somebody you can ask questions. Because I was new to this industry, and that's when I hit up uh, hit up my boy Greg, uh, who um, created Asana Wear Spider. Hit him up, contacted him, and he just was giving me tips. He's like, bro, you're going to have to um, self-publish. You're going to have to just print it on your own. But what was happening – let's go back. Let's jump back. I was self-funding this out of my pocket at first. And then I was talking to another mentor, two two fraternity brothers of mine. And it was like, Quan, you're going to have to. Quan, you're going to have to do an Indiegogo. You're going to have to do a crowdfunding. Or you're going to put yourself in a position where you're just going to go completely broke trying to do this. So what I did was I did the Indiegogo and got funded first round. I got funded. How much
0: did you raise?
1: I raised... I think it was fifteen hundred for the first one. It's a pretty modest you know amount. Yeah. I think it might be more than that. It might be like twenty something, but I can't think off from the top of my head. But it was it was pretty good. I went, I funded. I was like one hundred seventeen percent funded, and then from there, I got it all finished up. Worked with Peterson, got it all finished up, and then sent it out to the to the backers. And now I'm in a position where now I'm I'm, I'm self published. Sure. Went to Impress, was printing them off, and I just started selling them. And when I tell you, I was like selling them out the back of my car, meeting people, got my website up and running. I mean, literally, hey, you like comic books? Yeah, I got a comic book. You want, you want to take interest in it? Yeah, sure. Then from there, I started to do the real hustle. I was like, no, nah, bro, I want to be in the comic book stores.
0: Now, now, by the way, for those of you listening, so the company that Matt Watson and I own, Full Scale, we do local events. Um, we have a couple suites and we, we try to take the work out of networking. And I can't remember what event that you came to, but it was the two guys with the cellos,
1: two cellos.
0: That's right. Yeah. And that wasn't even our real suite. They actually relocated us. We were in like a relocated one. So we weren't even in the full scale suite. But, yeah, you came and, you know, and honestly, I was really impressed because a lot of people show up and they do what they do and they use the ticket and they hang out and they Mm -hmm. drink my beer. And that's fine. That's why I invited you. But mm-hmm. you actually brought me a bag of stuff. Yeah. Brought you you stuff. brought me it and I still have it. Yeah. I, I actually, it's you. funny. I found it again the other day because I looked through some of it and then I've got kind of like some stuff. I, I get a lot of swag. Yeah. Yeah. From a, yeah. a lot of different things that yeah. I go to a lot of different companies. People bring it in for the podcast mm-hmm. and I have it. And I and I actually saw the comic book the other day and you gave me a t-shirt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but yeah, you had a bag and you were ready. You were like, "Hey man, this is what's up." And we actually even talked about healthy hip hop.
1: Yeah, talked about healthy hip hop. Yeah, I actually that's... seen him at uh Roy at Tech um, Tech Venture. I was taking a class because yeah. I'm getting re- I'm getting ready to hop into tech. So um I was taking this class in UNKC for tech, and he came in there. He spoke to the class yeah. for a little bit.
0: Yeah, Roy just got accepted into Tech Stars and uh oh, and won the Arch Grant. Oh, yeah.
1: I think that's what he just said when he came there. Yeah, that's yeah. a couple
0: hundred grand between just those two and stuff. And yeah, we, we have been, we've invested significantly in that. Um, we'll be having. Quite a few episodes about the release of that, and the, but with that we had to create a whole line of characters, yeah. which we did.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you guys. I remember you telling me about that. It
0: took it took a while. We actually used the creative team and okay. at our office in Cebu, one of our uh, creative guys is a very gifted digital illustrator. But okay. it was hard because yeah. you're like, hey man, we need to create. Uh, well, I told him to create 16 characters, yeah, but know that we would probably only pick eight. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this is about how broad it was. I was like, give me a zebra, give me a tiger, give me yeah. a lion, give yeah. me a monkey, give me a yeah. cheetah, you know, like, yeah. and he give came back candy. and we kind of bounced those characters around. Is that the same way it goes with a comic book? Like, yeah, yeah. you have your character in mind, but now you got to have a, you got to have a hero. You yeah. got to have a villain. You got to yeah. have some ancillary characters. Is that how that works? In the?
1: So everybody in my comic book is actually a real person. Okay, So these are actually real people and my grandparents are even in the comic book. Okay. Their likeness is in the comic book. So it was it's easy kind of to write about stuff that, you that know. already
0: happened. Yeah, yeah, sure.
1: You know, our stories, uh, yeah. every day we live a story. Yeah. So what I did was I just kind of like tried to play and think of different storylines that happened in my childhood and in my past. And I was just like, oh, that would be a dope story because it really happened. And it was cool. This is what a lot of people do with true stories. Mm-hmm. So I did that, but also with my Meet the Hills, even though I have people that's in that book that are. Real people coming up with the storyline was a little crazy because these are vampire hunters. Mm. You know, so I'm like, we don't know the vampire hunters, but I do know some family dynamics that dealt with this in a in a crazy way. So you just pretty much just come up with different ideas, how this person is. You already know how they look. That's the easy part because this person's a real person, but just trying to see the personality, pulling their personality onto the page and make sure it comes out in the page. That was the hard part.
0: Okay, so you're self published. Now I've written three books. Mm-hmm. They're all I've self published all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I use Amazon's publishing platform, which mm-hmm. was called Create Space and is now called Kindle Direct. Mm-hmm. Um, you basically upload a PDF to it. Now yep. there's a hell of a lot more that goes into it on the way to creating that PDF. Yep. But the world of self publishing from a book standpoint. Um, especially an ebook standpoint yeah. has become very accessible. Like yes. it's like you and I, if we wanted to 24 hours from now, assuming we had some, con- but there's actually an article out there. A guy wrote about how easy it was to self publish. And he wrote a book about his left foot. Mm-hmm. And all it said was, this is my left foot. And mm-hmm. it had a picture of his foot. Mm-hmm. And he like literally within an hour, Mm -hmm. had created a publishable content. Now, this is like the world's worst book because it was like, hey, this is my left foot. Mm -hmm. There it is. But the point was it was really easy. Can you do that same thing with something like a comic book?
1: Yeah. I mean, just pretty much all you're doing is just using your content, going to a printing company. I went to Impress because I I just love the work that they've done in the past. And them. who is that? Uh, it's a printing company located in Kansas City, uh off of eleventh Street, I wanna say.
0: So do they, I mean and so when they print the book, do they already print comic books or were they printing other things? do they have to
1: figure it out or they printed they printed a lot of content. So they did print comic books, but they printed posters postcards they did it all books and yeah i mean i am pretty much gay. they have done it before in the past and i've worked with laura at impress and she pretty much said yeah this is ready to go and your artists also should know how to tailor their pages to be ready for print that was something i did not know because she had she talked about the bleed and I didn't understand yeah, it's what the that same meant. Way, it's
0: That's the same way like I mentioned uploading a PDF to publish a book. Mm-hmm. Like a book book, people don't realize this is every other page is offset. Yeah. Because you, when you look at you open a book, just imagine opening a book, like I'm opening my hands as if they're a book right now, because everyone mm-hmm. that's listening can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Joke. But you know, when you open a book, the spacing's different because yeah. of where the spine is. Yes. And there's definitely a bleed. And then actually like the whole process too is like you actually print like one. To yeah. make sure that it it's looks not a right. total shit show. Yeah. But yeah, there's a bleed and different things. And like, you know, you have to give compensation to like where the cover and all that stuff is cut. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's not slicing through things no. and it doesn't look sloppy. And then like, so here you have one of the, can I, yeah, can yeah, I go have books? So, yep. so, and this is a kind of a glossy. Mm-hmm, yeah. Now that I feel, Oh, that's yeah, man. I, didn't, I, I mean, these are high resolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, this is okay. This is great and by the way go to 232923comics.com um
1: okay so they print all this now how big of a batch do you print so the first round i did a 100 copies okay and that was to get the backers what they needed and then also have some left over i had about 30 left over so what i did was i started to hit the comic book stores and I was like, hey, I want this in the comic book stores because I'm selling this out the back of my car. And shout out to um, Pulp Fiction Comics out there. And Lee Summit it was the first person to ever give me a check. Uh, went out there and I said, hey, I got some comic books. And he was like, how much you want for them? Because I had already been talking to him about trying to get my comic book up and running. How much are these? These right now are five dollars. Um, they were seven at first. I was selling them for seven. But I found a way to kind of make make my prices go down a tad. So you're bit. talking
0: about selling these like five bucks at a time? That's mm-hmm. like the proverbial mixtape out of the trunk. Like, yes. hey man, give me give me yes. five bucks for my cassette, my CD, yes. or something like that. And that's what so. I said.
1: I learned I learned from other industries.
0: Yeah, like, and, well, like, well, story. one mm-hmm. of the people I talk about in my book Million Dollar Bedroom is J C Lopez, who's the founder of Urban Necessities, and he started selling. And that's a huge sneaker resale kind of. They have a wow. they have a, a store in Brooklyn, another one in Vegas. They're partnered with American Eagle now, and they uh, uh, sell millions and millions and millions. But he started hustling Jordans out of his trunk of his yeah. car,
1: yeah, and yeah.
0: Uh, and and that's a uh, read about it in Million Dollar Bedroom. It's a it's interesting, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, that. you mentioned having having ten toes on the ground and ten, getting every out there and doing stuff. So how long did it te- take you to to sell the original run?
1: So the original run, it didn't take me that long at all. Probably like a month, maybe a few mm-hmm. weeks. Like I was actually surprised how quick I was selling. And I think what made me unique is, I didn't, like I said, I didn't look like anybody else in my community doing it. It was no one else here that I know that was selling comic books that was from the neighborhood that I grew up in, that had a background the way that I had a background, who was telling the story the way that I was telling the story. And I just think it was a match made in heaven. I think it was all organic. More than anything I've ever done, as far as a hustle, this was the only thing that was like super organic. Like everything just flowed like it needed to flow.
0: So now let's be realistic. So a hundred copies at five to seven bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. It's not a shitload of revenue. Nope. nope. Some of that goes into the print costs.
1: Some yep. of that goes into the other stuff. Yep. Um, where did it go from there? So I just got some more and just went back at it. And that's when I started to reach out to the comic book, uh, the comic book stores here in the city started doing that, had my website up. I was selling on my website like crazy. I was selling something like three or four a day. Then that went up to like seven to eight a day. And then, the business just started booming. And then that's when I started to realize I was starting to get pulled in to do like public speaking events and the business was going like it needed to go. And my first con sold out 150 copies. And I was like, okay, now we're moving. Now we're moving. Now we're doing the things that we need to do. But I, I mean, my website was just pinging. I was just like, wow, this is really working. But I felt like I still wasn't getting the respect that, that was due, if that made any sense.
0: I mean, it does and it doesn't because I don't know what respect in the comic book industry. publication yeah. or industry. I don't know what that entails. But mm-hmm. um, on some of it, I think that in any business or startup, respect is is generated with sales. Yeah. <laughs> like in the yeah. end, like do people buy it? Do they use it? Yeah. Uh, is it useful? Um, if it went away, would it be something that people talked about or missed? Or any of that stuff, and that—that's kind of. But what, what? Tell me more about your take on that for for comic book stuff.
1: My my take on it was just as far as respect was interaction. I'm an interaction guy. So if I go to a con, interaction with who? With different creators.
0: Okay, I different see. Different creators
1: with my peers. Your peers. Yeah. So when I when I would go to these different cons, like I knew I was getting respect from the community of the people who were buying it. But then when I was going to cons, I was catching people not speaking or I would introduce myself to other, other creators and the, and the, the vibe was off. Like they didn't really like, who is this guy? But I was like, I mean, clearly, you know, that I'm, I'm doing, doing these things in the city. Like I'm getting media attention. I'm getting attention as far as in the community, as far as speaking events and things like that. Like, clearly you should kind of like know me. And I wasn't trying to come at it on an ego level, but it was just more so like, I'm introducing myself and trying to be a friend and just also just trying to be maybe a mentee, just trying to like you've been in this industry for a while. You know, can you help me out or can we just be friends or can I call you later? Wasn't getting that vibe back at all.
0: Are these people that are really I mean, we don't have to name anyone, but mm-hmm. are these people that were well-known writers or authors? Like when you talk about like when you say con, you're talking about Comic-Con. Comic-Con, right? yes. And so Com- Like when I was here computers. local in Kansas City, mm-hmm. um, are these people that were touring in from other cities or people that were here in, in and
1: KC? Both. Okay. Both. Definitely both. And, and I can say five right off the top of my head, but I can say also the guys who were on like the bottom level kind of come up like me, we were more so building the community that way. Sure. And, and it was kind of like- It's sometimes
0: hard to know who, uh, you know, I go to events. Uh, you know, I was in an event last night. There's probably a hundred people there. And and the thing <laughs> I, you know, and I'm not saying I'm known, but you know, you go and I, you meet a lot of people on a lot of different days. It's. I have a hard time keeping track of who, who, and who does what. Yeah. I try to be sensitive to you know trying to slot that out and remember yeah. who people are. actually sometimes after an event, if I can't place where I've run into someone before, I mean that's where the internet and social media kind of helps me make yeah. that connection. So yeah. like, I got a couple of people like look them up on Facebook and and you know just.
1: Just, just holler at them like you know just, just like, examine it man. yeah like, and just
0: try like, to remember and yeah and, and i try to avoid you know, i always want to re- avoid that you know like well sometimes uh, yeah i'll meet people and they you know one day that looks like they just came there they're like wearing a collar and their you know their hair's all pretty and the next time i see them they're wearing like a hat and a hoodie or something and they <clears> just don't look the same I'm yeah like, shit introducing myself and yeah we've already met
1: man i feel like yeah 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 kind of remembering faces and like i'm good at remembering faces names i'm not so much good at bro like i can remember i can remember your face and kind of sometimes kind of pinpoint where i met you that
0: i can do but But, yeah putting it all together putting it all together
1: together, like uh, okay
0: so now as we are progressing down the timeline with this like uh, uh, all right we get the initial one out Got some other stuff coming out. You're feeling like you're gaining some traction. What was something that you failed at along the way that you thought would be a lot easier or maybe came out of nowhere and,
1: and smacked you? Oh man. Um something that I felt at was reaching out to publishers too early. I wasn't I wasn't ready yet. Sure. And knowing that now, like my content, I know my content was on point because it sells and it resells. But what was Making me go crazy was that like, why aren't these publishers dealing with me? Why aren't they seeing that I'm hustling? Why aren't they seeing that I'm different? That I'm unique, you know, to a certain to a certain extent, you know. And I was like, why aren't they not seeing this? You know, I wasn't ready. There's a lot of noise. So it, I wasn't ready. Well, there's a lot of
0: noise, and you look at like a publisher, whether it's a comic book or a book mm-hmm. or an album. Mm-hmm. Or all that. I mean, dude, there's a lot of it. It's a lot of it. There's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff mm-hmm. out there. There's a lot of content. There's a lot of, um, and so, you know, that. and I always, I talk to people about this, the, especially with books. So, I just gave it some, I just gave it, did a speech recently about how to self-publish a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I told people, I'm like, just go publish your own book. Like, Let's go do it. The idea that you, like, who are you is a good question. And the, these publishers, I mean, dude, every day. Mm-hmm. get bins. I mean, bins that like have wheels that you mm-hmm. push yeah. full of books yeah. that people are trying to submit yeah. for publication. And yeah. the very first question they're going to ask is who the fuck is this guy yep. or gal, uh-huh. you know, or and can like, I resell it, it? Well, who are you? Yeah. And why do I want to listen? Cause yeah. that's a big part of publishing standard books, not yeah. necessarily comic books, but I would imagine that's the same thing. And yeah. like some of it is, I don't know. I mean, I mean, and some of that, too, is uh, you got to show up really looking like you're in the business of whatever it is you say that you do. Do, yeah. And, uh, you know, I get people that give me business plans for their dot-com that they want me to invest in, and then they'll want me to email them at their Yahoo email. Mm. I'm like that doesn't really blow me away yeah like you want you're seeking investment in a tech company but you can't set up an email at your own domain yeah Yeah. and that like stuff like that it it gets noticed you got to be ready it does Mm -hmm. and so some of that uh some of that too is and it's the same thing with acting Mm -hmm. it's some of that's the your presentation like what are you sending to people it's kind of like a resume like if your Mm -hmm. resume looks like crap and it's got errors all over it and yep. you have an you have a picture that's clearly 15 years old It ain't gonna work it just yeah it doesn't make the right impression so what can what advice can you give about now are you still independent
1: yeah still independent actually uh with the hills i have like a pre-offer on the table right now i'm kind of keep them on hush but i got a pre-offer on the table for meet the hills which is the graphic novel that i'm working on right now 60 page graphic um working with a new artist out of italy and i I, got, I mean, I'm still independent as far as the Scarlet Knight, Defender of the Block, and I think I'll stay that way. But unless somebody comes. And I'm also on, like, different platforms, like Comicsology, which is through Amazon. Uh, I'm on there right now. I'm on Peep Game Comics. So I'm on a few platforms, but mostly just independent with the Scarlet Knight.
0: So, what do you recommend for someone that wants to start their own comic book? Like, where, where, you know, we talked about you say mention trying to approach publishers too early. That just ended. I mean, in the end, that was an attempt, and it didn't, mm-hmm. work, out. It didn't That's, work out. But you know what? Why not? Yeah. Um I mean do you I'm assuming you know some people that have, have publication yeah. through other what do they say about it cuz here's the thing is is like when it comes to a standard book or I keep a huge percentage mm-hmm. of of royalties for yeah. my books now if I sold any of my books so with my recent the the most recent book that I published was "The Realist Guide to a Successful Music Career." Mm-hmm. I've got members of Dave Matthews Band, American Idol winners, Grammy winners, like wow. all kinds of people that are in that book. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point it was a legit conversation of should we try to sell this to a publisher? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing: I would have gotten about a do- fifty cents yeah. to maybe maybe a dollar a book, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to ten. Yeah. myself so yeah. like i and now that and but that's the question is that there's a lot to go with it because one thing that people don't realize when it comes to publishers is so let's just say someone picks up that book and they send it out to barnes and noble everywhere yeah if that doesn't sell right away they send them back they send it back and they're going to sit in a warehouse mm-hmm. and now you you are in a, a position that you can't control yeah. And, and you, cause basically what's going to happen is there's an expense that goes with that. Your publisher is going to charge that against your sales. Yeah. And you, I know people that have sold books to publishers and even main publishers, they, they expect four out of five times yeah. that the book's going to fail. Yeah. They're looking for the 20% that don't.
1: Yeah. You got to ask yourself too, what are they, what are they losing on if they take you on? Yeah. This is a business deal. This is an investment. Yeah, yeah they're not just a fan. And what are yeah. you getting out of it? Like, right. I know you you may take. It's a good chance you're going to take less of less of a pay in royalties, but your book will be everywhere. Well, right,
0: and that's yeah. the trade off. That's, <laughs> yep. that's the trade off. So, like with the publication, you get distribution. Like for, and by the way, we went against self publication because we looked at the book um as something uh, more like a franchise we looked at it long like we could publish supplemental versions of it we could have some different things that came out Mm -hmm. and then honestly the guy that i co-wrote it with his band has uh they've been around for 20 years and they've Mm -hmm. got a huge following and they've always they started their own record label for their own stuff just because they're they're not standard it's not pop it's jam band songs and most people don't play a 15 minute song on a radio no they don't so they had a lot more control and they've done done well with that. adapt we did we, we didn't really know yeah. what was going to occur now that said i mean i haven't sold like a million copies no but who knows yeah i don't know there's can, no there's no way to know whether we made the right decision go or the wrong either way bro yeah
1: and the story's still being told yeah it can go either way and that's yeah. why i tell people about your story like i didn't i didn't know the scarlet Knight was going to sell i didn't really know i just wanted my content out there yeah sure and and you know before i got my business in order i was just giving them out sometimes i see yeah. a kid on the corner i get them out. Well, who knows if that kid's the nephew of somebody that may want to buy my rights.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing is, is you shouldn't start doing anything creative thinking, man, I'm going to get paid. Heck no. Like, get good at, at doing what you do. And the money's a byproduct of that. Yeah. I mean, and that's the same for anything. It's not just creative. That's any kind of career you want to go mm-hmm. into. You want to do anything. Get good at it. Yeah. And focus on that and not
1: on money and you will find that money is not the problem every day you should be writing yeah sure if you if you're a writer every day you should be writing. Yeah, yeah. uh i have a couple of frat brothers that i talked to that are in los angeles and they write every day i was like man i want to get into some of these writing rooms like i would tell them i was like bro i got content and i got stuff i can write and i know i can write hey they would say hey Quan, that's my nickname or jds you're good but you need to be writing every day yeah i'm not going to bring you any room You're not ready yet. Yeah. And I, uh, the musicians
0: that I know, and I know some that are pretty gifted at what they do, dude, Mm -hmm. they they're playing all day. Yeah. Like all day. And it's not like they're not just talented and they show up and, Mm -mm. and be talented. Like there's, I mean, they are polishing that. I mean, and then actually there's a, there's a interesting conversation. I've had a few with a few guys that I consider to be world-class guitarists Mm -hmm. um, and saying like, And they, they find a fascination with me because Mm -hmm. I consider myself to be top notch when it comes to business or entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot to talk about when it comes to stuff. And the question is, is, is not, is like, at what point are you a genius? And at what point are you crazy? Yeah. And the best answer that I've heard yet is who cares?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you know, there's this fine line that goes down the middle of these things. Like, am I, am I driven Mm -hmm. or am I obsessed? Yeah. You know, just like different stuff yeah. like that and and mm-hmm. you know, really in the end it's an outside perspective and anything else but yeah, all the people that I know that I like to say that success demands payment in advance. Like yeah. you have to practice, you have to get yeah. good at what you do. -hmm. But don't let but you know, and here's the thing. I think it's okay to have it in the back of your head, like, hey, I wanna get really great at sales because I'd like to make a big check. Yeah. But you gotta get really great at sales. And then the byproduct of that is getting paid. Yeah. Because your value increases. It's the same way with anything else. So yeah, Yeah. if you're a writer, you gotta write. If you're a musician, you gotta play. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a speaker, get out there and speak. If you're an actor, get out
1: there and act. act. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta get to that point where you're just like what the hell am I doing every day? Yeah, that's how you know in a great. That's how you know you're in a great you know space. Well, yeah, and then, <laughs> well, it's that, and also
0: when you know they say that there's no such thing as luck, and luck is just preparation and opportunity meeting yeah. at an intersection. Right. And I believe that
1: no one can give you the and the rote. Road by the way, pe- people
0: people will challenge me on that. They'd be like, "What about the guy that won a lottery?" I'm like, "He prepared
1: by buying a buying ticket. buying a ticket." And he probably picked his numbers.
0: Sure. Most likely he picked his numbers. I mean, whatever. It's yeah. So you're mm-hmm. still on some level. Like, you don't buy a ticket, you're not going to win the lottery. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm not saying go buy lottery tickets. No but, And you know. if you do and you win because of this, you can definitely send a royalty payment. Yeah. And we'll get, take it. I'll cash yeah, a check. I'll take it. Yeah. We'll <laughs> split it. We'll split it, all right? I sure will. Okay, so as we round out this episode, now first off, if you want to go – and we didn't talk about The Scarlet Knight uh, much, and I left that that way on purpose Mm because I want those of you listening to go find a copy of this.
1: go get a copy. And now where can we do that? No, you can go to 2923comics.com. Okay. You can also contact me through my Instagram. A lot of people do that as well um, if they're local in the Kansas City area. That's
0: Scarlet underscore night 2923.
1: Yes, yes. And that's my childhood home, man. I'm just putting that out there. That's yeah. my childhood home. I grew up there. Um, you can contact me that way. You can also send an email to scarletknight2923 at gmail.com if you want to get it there. I mean, whatever you need, man, contact me. I don't care if it's in the back of a Walmart. Um, I'll come and show up. I'm all about the hustle. So I like it. Yeah, I don't I it doesn't bother me at all. I'm not I like it, Man, I
0: like it. Is there anywhere online? You mentioned some other of the the things run by Amazon. Is there a place anywhere where
1: yeah. other than 2923 Comics? You can go to comicsology.com. That's Amazon's platform. Um you can also go to peepgamecomics.com That's and comics is spelled with a X, so it's C O M I X dot com. You can go there and I'm also on their online platform as well.
0: And that's once again the Scarlet Night. So, with that, we like to end the episode, any episode of Startup Hustle now with what we call the founders freestyle, which yeah. where we give you the mic here for a second. I'll follow okay. you up. Okay. Um, you can drop whatever knowledge you want. You can you can talk about whatever you want, man. Oh I'm man, cool. it could be advice. It could be a you can. You can pedal your goods. You can do whatever you want. It's freestyle, man.
1: Man, first, I, I pedal my goods, man, because, that's, I man, that's a good thing. Um, we got issue two coming out uh, here in the next month. Um, I'm already sending those out to backers for my last Kickstarter. I mean, my last Indiegogo. Um, man, I got crop top hoodies. I got hoodies. I got T-shirts. I got all kinds of stuff for merch for the Scarlet Knight, Defender of the Block. Also, man, just a little advice. Always don't be afraid to reach out to people, man. Some of those people that you will be thinking is the majority that are actually – champion for you. you you will be so surprised who's out there right now watching you and looking at you and say hey man i got your back they just haven't told you yet but you got to reach out man just don't be afraid and i mean start writing uh if you want to do it you're gonna lose some money I, i'm not i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna be honest <laughs> with you bro like you're gonna lose some money but at the end of the day it's kind of like what you're here for if you're here to make a check man it might not never come so you just gotta also know that, man. I I just want to kind of give you guys as much as as much as possible, and let you guys know, man. This is gonna this is definitely hard. I would I would I would be lying to you if I said it wasn't days that every day I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? That's why I'm now getting into tech, man. So get ready for that. I'm, I'm gonna be pitching to a few pla- few places and people in a few minutes, so you'll be uh looking out for that on my website as well but uh, man, I wish you guys the best man stay strong out there keep writing that content even if you go into these cons and to my other black creators out there and black creatives man I appreciate you guys you motivated me uh you motivated me to do what I'm doing right now and i'm I'm a very happy person these days man and I appreciate that so um keep writing keep grinding keep hustling thank you. Appreciate it.
0: I, I'm a fan, man. I like it. I like the hustle. I kind of want to make a startup hustle comic book now. kind of sounds it. like a great idea Talk talk. You know, it'd be funny as the comic book, if it was based on my day, it would just be like frame after frame of a guy sitting in front of a computer and then he makes a phone call and then he stops and does a podcast and then he goes back and sits in front of a computer. I'm not sure that that would be too exciting. You'd be surprised. We'd have to give him like a superpower <laughs> or something. Um, with that, you know, there's something you said that I think was really important and that was, uh, well, first off, it all was but um, with that, don't be afraid to reach out. So, um, I did that with all my books that I've written. And, um, you know, the thing is, is you're not going to get, if you don't ask, yeah. Uh, there are so many people out there that are successful that have reached out to someone else. Yes. There's a weird thing for those that transfer knowledge. Knowledge transfer has existed for years. I mean, this is like, I mean, literally all of time, people yeah. passed uh, knowledge down from generation to generation to generation. Knowledge is meant to be shared. And those that had some of it shared with them, and I'm one of them, feels that I have an obligation to oblige certain people and i i I don't do it for everyone but i've got some people that you know i've taken an interest in and i mentor and 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 uh, i you i do that very selflessly yeah and i enjoy doing it because i had a lot of people like you said that have embraced me yeah and believed in what i do and have done a lot to help me out so Anyway, with that, I'm going to get out of here, man, because I got to get caught up on the whole Scarlet Knight story. Yeah, man. Go ahead and do that, man. Yeah, but my, yeah I, man. I'm on it.
1: See you next time. Yeah, man. Y'all be cool out there, man. Peace.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarcy and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit StartupHustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.